0: Since Roman is temporarily away from his duties here at Rail, we saved the following interview, and that interview happened a few weeks ago. Roman will be back soon, and we will be recording some new and exciting episodes. another episode of keeping it real i'm michael and i'm roman mike how you doing today man i'm fantastic ready for my time off oh my Uh, gosh that's
1: right you got your time off coming
0: yeah i said you just come off of a a six days off what what did you do during well remember
1: i did come in tuesday uh, in wednesday last week uh we needed some help so i said okay that's kind of what we do here we fill in where needed to be yeah we're always got each other's back that's good and what i did is um well i Took a trip out to Minneapolis, uh, saw my daughter, had a good time out there. And then we got the rain. You know, everybody knows what happened up here in Marshfield. We got, we got a lot of rain. Uh, I actually went mudding with my truck. I tried to go to the steam engine show. <laughs> steam <laughs> yeah. engine show, tell me
0: a little bit about well, that. Well, that
1: steam engine show, they have it in Edgar every year. And uh, it's just all these old, you know, I'm not a tractor guy, I'm not a yeah. farmer, but it has all these old steam engine tractors, uh, uh, old gas-powered, diesel-powered tractors, uh, all on, on, on display, plus they have a flea market. You know, of course, you know, fair food, you know, hamburgers, cheese curds. If any of you guys get stuck up in Marshfield, you know, that time of the year, Yeah,
0: we we have all kind of things to do here in Marshfield, and, yeah. and any any of your towns you go to, you'll find stuff like
1: this. Yeah, we got Fall Fest coming up here in Marshfield, so uh, you guys, if you're ever stopping, you can just Google Fall Fest, Maple Fest in Marshfield, um, we actually had a, um, the Hub City Days not too right. long ago. You know, it's just uh, like towns getting together. You know? That was
0: always my thing. Every time I went to any town, I the first thing I did was Google what was around me, kind of look what was the events coming up,
1: and I seen if I could either walk or, or find me a Uber or something <laughs> yeah. to get me there. Yeah, You know, it's kind of <laughs> funny we talk about this week, and I talked to my father. He uh, moved out to Ohio not too long ago, and he lives out in Wadsworth. And yeah. he was—he's over there, and he happened to see a rail truck. He knows I work here. He knows that I—I I do what I do here. And he went up to the driver and uh, he asked him, you know, say, hey, you know, how long you been here? You know, like that introduction. Right. Know. And it was a new guy, a uh, newer guy, I should say. I think uh, seven months solo. I'll give you his first name, Aaron. Aaron uh, went through GYCDL up here in Marshfield. Really, really good young kid, up and coming kid, very smart guy. What about you, Mike? How was your week last week in additional training? <sighs> it, it was really good.
0: It was interesting. Met some. Uh some new uh new hires uh, did some you know uh, close quarters with them for uh people it was a it was an interesting week you know but that's what we're here for yeah. if you guys are struggling I think all in all we uh, we come out of it ahead you know all right. in all they picked up a lot of good uh good knowledge you know I just thought all in all it was good you know and now I'm looking for my six days off now I'm Any looking plans? for it. absolutely uh, we're gonna do the uh, Michigan ride you know I'm a big motorcycle rider so we're gonna go around the uh, Around Lake Michigan.
1: Oh, hold on a minute. There's somebody walking over here. We got is somebody coming in? Yeah, who's all coming in over here? Oh my gosh. Look at that. It's Travaris. Travaris Johnson. Some
0: of you uh, trainers out there, you know him from here from Marshfield. He is originally from North Carolina. He's moved up here to Marshfield and he is. Uh, Uh, Our trainer foundation, uh, he's the one who teaches the Trainer Foundation. Tell us a little little bit about yourself, Boris. Well,
2: I started here at Rail in 2006. I trained at Rail for well over a decade.
1: How long did you drive solo before you became a driver trainer?
2: Approximately eight
1: months. Did you learn how to drive a truck at Rail Transport?
2: I actually did. I did not go to their CDL school. I went to an outside school. But I got my over-the-road training here with a gentleman named Thomas Crosby. Tom Crosby was a million mile driver here at Rail Transport. So, you know, I had a very good training, It was very educational, and someone get passing on that type of knowledge to me and actually making sure that I could go out there and be successful, I wanted to give it back.
1: Do you notice a difference in the way the drivers trained then to now, or is it pretty much the same thing? No, there's a huge difference. Huge difference? Yes.
2: Technology has come a long way in this industry, for the better. It really has helped improve the industry But those fundamental basics get skipped over because of it, unfortunately. And it only gets skipped over by the people who choose to omit it. Back when I started, that was all you had. A cell phone was only as good as for calling people. GPSs weren't that great, so you had to depend on your atlas. You have no choice, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, you have a lot of tech. The GPSs have improved tremendously. They're phenomenal tools. But if you don't use those fundamentals, then hey. So it puts some people in bad spots because they're so dependent on it that they forget the
1: fundamentals. Do you blame that technology on our younger generation just starting off 21, 22, 23 year olds? That's all they had was Google Maps or whatever. And that's all they depended on. Is that, do you see a trend in that? Like with the younger crowd? Nope. 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 It's of all ages. All ages. I've seen it across the board. It is across the board
2: completely. I will not blame that on one specific age. Okay, that's good.
0: Okay, that's good to know. How how long did you train when you were around? Because I know you were a trainer when you were here. How long did you train? Twelve years. Twelve years. Mm -hmm. Uh, What kept you doing it that long?
2: When I look at that person sitting next to me, they're here for a career. Now, whether they be successful or not, is depending on how well I do my job and how much effort they give me. So... When I look at that person, I just made a decision in my head. I'm going to give them my best go because in, in the end, everyone's not meant to pl- not meant to be a professional truck driver. But if this person doesn't succeed, it isn't because I didn't give it my best efforts just because maybe this just simply isn't for them. Okay.
0: Tell me tell me a good story, a uh, good memorable story about one of your students. Good or bad, either way. Just keep it G-rated.
2: Okay. <laughs> I had a trainee in my truck because I didn't budge on my efforts. He couldn't stand me. He actually looked me in my face and told me, if you're doing it for the money, you should quit.
1: He told you that? Yeah. Okay.
2: That's honest feedback that I accepted. It didn't hurt my feelings any. It actually gave me something to think about. That person stayed with me throughout their training. They never had a second trainer. When they left my truck, they went on to be successful. No accidents, no logbook violations, no late deliveries. If I'm doing it for the money and that's successful, then I think I'll keep doing it for the money. Okay. What do you think?
1: Well, I if tend- that's his
2: perception. Okay. I gave him my best effort and he went on to be successful because the tools that I gave him actually work. He didn't realize that until he was by himself and the training wheels are off. There's no one here to help you anymore.
0: Did did he come back later on and and, uh, have a different perspective on what you were showing him? Yeah, he
2: told me thank you. Right. Because he realized it. We all come into this industry with the perception that we're just driving. You know, it's like driving a Mm -hmm. car. I've been driving a car for years now, so I'm good. Then they realize there's so much more to learn. Hmm. Now, when you look at somebody that comes from from an instructor's perspective— Okay, you started out as that. Then you became a solo driver, maybe a driver trainer as well. You kinda had that same perspective for a while. Then when you became an instructor, you got back to those core basics again. And you realize, hey, we cannot miss any steps here because this is where we're falling short at. So what do we do with that? We gotta make sure that each and every person that we impact Mm -hmm. has that same fundamental with them. Right. They, they, there's no way to skip a step.
0: When you look back at Travaris, younger Travaris, starting off, how many times do you look at it and say, "Man, I was lucky. I kept myself out of trouble." You know.
2: Um, I do that regularly, yeah. man. You know, because honestly, I haven't forgotten my first three months as a solo driver. I didn't have a GPS. My first t- t- month as as a solo driver scared the ever living daylights out of me. How like how many
0: times did you go out? I just, I'm just gonna quit. I'm done my with My first week it happened. Yeah.
2: No, it's because I almost was involved in a in a very critical crash mm. because of another driver's behaviors.
0: I got you. They
2: spun out in front of me and I, I I thought my career was over.
0: So is is stuff like that is that what planted the seed in your head to want to be a trainer? Yep. So you could correct things yep. like that. Yep. That's that's where I came from. Yep. I start I kept seeing uh, I I, kept, I drove for 25 years and I kept seeing people making what I considered a dumb, dumb decisions, you know. Uh, and I said, how can I sit here and constantly complain about people, but I won't do anything about it? You know,
2: I agree with that. Yeah.
0: That's where I came from. So. Yeah. And hey, now look
2: at what we do now. Yeah. As instructors, we get we give these people a great hand, a great start point.
0: Yeah, because we get them, we take them through the first three, or four weeks, and then we <laughs> hand them off to your guys, and they take them for another month. And I, I think we produce a very good yeah. quality so, driver.
1: The trainers that that come through <laughs> trainer foundations. Okay? okay, now you're not you're not really training them; you're just making them. You're with six. I mean, you're training them to a point, but yet they should already know this, right? Correct. Right. We're making them. So aware. how do you? What do you? What do you? You you set forth like an expectation right away, right? And then yes, this I is do. what this is what's required of you. Yes. And can you can you tell us? How do you how do you word that? Well,
2: the job that you're doing is extremely important. Okay. You have a brand new driver sitting next to you. Not only their future. But maybe the future of their family is dependent on the education you give them. Are you going to give this person your best effort? Okay. Because if you're not, then you're here for the wrong reason. Because you're justly choosing to not teach this person how to do the job properly. That hmm. person does not deserve that. They don't. They deserve a fair shake at this job. That means you have to give them your best effort. And if you don't want to
1: do that, then training is not for you. It really isn't. What's the requirement to get into becoming a trainer? What's the requirements, I should say? Well, you obviously have to have a good driving record. Okay. Right?
2: You have to have a good company record at rail transport that shows you actually have you're showing that you're knowledgeable of how you're knowledgeable of how to do your job specifically. That gets you to the interview. Then you go through an interview process with the uh, heads of either a uh, van training department or a flatbed training department, and then they proceed from there, and they make a decision whether you're going to come join the class or not.
0: And that's basically all it is. Correct. To become a trainer, how long does that take?
2: The class? Yeah, how long week? One week. Uh, one week. Okay. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Okay, Trevor, so I've heard what it takes to get to become a trainer. So, you know, we we could always use more good trainers out there. What's Absolutely. Give me a good selling pitch. You selling me. I'm thinking about this in the back of my head. Sell me on it.
2: Okay. How many times have you been in a truck stop and you seen somebody struggling and you went to lend help a helping hand?
0: I, I had more than I could count. Same okay. Here. Yeah. Yeah. That
2: shows that you have the will and you have the desire to help people because you want to see that person be successful. You did not sit back and watch that person go up in flames and maybe even lose their career because they're having a hard time. And YouTube
1: right. it like most of these people do. They'll just sit there and record right. it. Ha, ha, ho, ho. Right? Absolutely. Right.
2: You went and lent the helping hand.
1: Right.
2: Now, what makes you stand out in that situation is all of those people that were laughing are now looking and saying, now that's a person that's willing to help someone. Right it changes the mind state of the people around us, as a whole. Our fellow peers that are driving trucks next to us, not just at rail, but all over. Mm. It shows because you didn't care what the name on the door was, you saw a fellow driver that needed a helping hand. Right. So, if I was a person who does that, and I have that will and I have that drive, why would I not become a trainer? Knowing that I can actually give them a better start point, mm. that when they go out there and they become a solo driver, they can actually be successful because I helped them get there. Right. Why would I not help that?
0: But my truck, you know, it's already small as it is. Correct. How, you know, and then you're sharing it with another person, you know, that cab, I know I did it for 10 years, that cab gets smaller and smaller, Absolutely. you know. How, how do you deal with that?
2: Well, that's easy. If I'm going to help somebody, I know there's gonna be a little bit of sacrifice in this. Right. So maybe I gotta sacrifice five cubic square feet of my truck mm. for this person to have some storage. That comes with the territory. What's that little bit of space? Knowing you're giving somebody a fair chance. Right. So I give up five square feet of my truck. It doesn't hurt my feelings. none. I just have to downsize a little bit. You ever had to swap trucks?
1: April Fool's.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: You've had to swap trucks Own before, correct? Yes. They all swap
0: trucks.
1: Yes.
2: Now, think about this. That was the moment you realized, I got a bunch of stuff in my truck I absolutely don't, don't need and didn't even realize was there. <laughs> now, think about day. this. If I was more organized in how I had my truck mm-hmm. put together, all the stuff I threw away I actually made right. room for that person's stuff in the first place. So, if in truth, if I'm a, if I'm a more organized person and a more organized trainer, I already have that space for that person. It really doesn't affect my, 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 my career, my work, I got you. even my storage in my truck because I'm organized to the point where that's just free space.
0: Did you do their lease here, or did you yes, go out did. and buy it somewhere?
2: How did how did that work? I know that's um, kind of off
0: track here, but.
2: Well, I went and saw Jeff Hebergen. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with him. I talked to a few owner operators to get some information, you know. But mm-hmm. I was very specific and the information I, that they gave me. What I mean by specific is, I sifted through what would apply to me and what wouldn't because you got five people in a room, all owner operators, all lease
0: operators. Mm-hmm.
2: It's not gonna be exactly the same no, for all five everybody's people. Everybody's
0: experience will be different.
2: Correct. Yeah. So I just took what would apply to me and then I proceeded forward. And I actually, I worked through it and I actually leased the truck, then I traded it in to get a van truck because I wanted to switch the curtain. I needed a lighter truck. So I switched over and I actually paid that truck off, and I kept that truck for a few years past that. So
0: right. it
2: was actually a great program. I have no complaints about it.
0: Would you recommend that for an
1: up and coming driver? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm saying. He didn't hesitate But he he did again, just like any making that leap, get the information. Yep. Ask the questions. You know. You need so, to. Right. Yeah. You know. Before you ink anything, you before yep. you before you, get before all you take that next the
2: step, the first step is doing your research making sure that you have all the proper
0: information. And it's not for everybody.
1: No. you know. I've, Can uh, owner
0: operators be trainers? Yes.
1: Do they go through the same yes. expectation? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, okay.
0: So, you know, you being, uh, you were a trainer and you were owner operator, uh, you know, so that's your truck, you know, we, absolutely we, like drivers always it's their truck But when you're an operator that's your truck, your absolutely. space. How did you set out them guidelines? You know, because I always laid ground rules when I got a new student in my truck. This is, you know, correct Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Well, it's kind of like applying for a job When you get the job, you're gonna have clear instructions as to what is and was it what isn't we have to live in this truck together Yes, it's my property, but you're here with me so we're gonna have clear rules here. So I just explained to them what they were. I actually had them in writing. That way they couldn't say I didn't tell them something. Right. So having those clear rules spelled out, it went a long way because now they understand, okay, this is where we are. And it's not rules that I'm writing down that they're gonna follow and I'm gonna do something different. Mm-hmm. We're both gonna to stick to this. Fair is fair, I kept it. I kept it fair at all times. So they never felt like they were in a hostile environment. Right. They felt, okay, well, we're in a space sharing it. Even when it was my truck, they didn't feel like, okay, well, I'm in the owner's truck, and I got to walk on eggshells. Mm. It's, okay, well, we're still sharing a truck. Yes, we are. Because it's not about it being my truck. It's about it being fair. Right. This person's education is pivotal on them understanding that because if they feel like they're in a dictatorship— it takes away from the education because I'm just gonna do what you said until I get right. out of your truck, and I didn't want that. I actually wanted them to have a great experience with me.
1: Mm.
2: You know, we don't. You know, I made a lot of friends. Do you guys? We're not gonna all be friends, but no. you know, we made a lot of friends. But when they left, we all we all part always parted ways on good terms, and they were successful.
1: Yeah. Do you pass that knowledge that you attained? By the way, you did it to the future trainers when they come through your class. Oh, absolutely.
2: When they come to my class, I try to answer every question that they have for me. Um, I extend that olive branch even in class. We're going to behave a specific type of way. This is what it is. But this is a, a learning environment. It's hard for people to learn in hostile situations. So I try to keep it to where the information flows back and forth. So it's more educational, and they're actually not only receiving the information, but they're holding on to it, and they carry it with them. If I tell you something, that doesn't really mean you understand what I'm saying to you. You just heard what I said.
0: You, you get that. I mean, yep. we got that with some people. They just go, yeah, 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 and you know they're not getting that. Absolutely. That, that makes a good trainer, a uh, good instructor, good trainers when you can see that and go, Yeah, they're just going through the emotions of it here.
1: Yep, absolutely. Travaris, could could people that are interested in becoming a trainer, could they contact you directly or is that not a good way to go?
2: I'm perfectly okay with them contacting me directly because I'm pretty sure they're going to have questions that they want answers to before they proceed forward because a lot of people actually get asked to be trainers because they have such a good track record, but they're not so sure that it's for them. So, yeah, by all means, I mean – Contact me. I'll answer any question uh, you have. Every uh, question that I... Well, let me rephrase that. I'll answer every question that I can actually answer.
1: And you'll direct And if them.
2: I can't answer it, I will give you the... I'll pass it on. I will pass... I'll point you in the direction of the person that has that information.
1: If you're okay with it, how could they contact you?
2: Best way to contact me is via email. That's travaris.johnson@rail.net. at because, honestly, I'm moving around so much that phone calls... It'll be a ton of voicemails, and I'll be returning phone calls at 8 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and they're probably in bed sleeping because they have to get up and work in the morning. So if you email me, I can actually respond to that email. Then you can get to it and respond at your earliest convenience.
1: But otherwise, go through your FM. Start with your FM. Absolutely.
0: Start with your FM. Yep. Okay. Do you okay. have any problem with them if they're coming through Marshall, stopping in Travaris? I encourage it. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I even encourage the experienced trainers when you're in town to stop in because usually I have a new class, and the experienced trainers actually sitting and talking to the new trainers, having that conversation where they can actually ask those questions. I, To be honest with you guys, I step out of the room and I allow them to have an honest conversation. So this person doesn't feel like they have to say something scripted to okay. these people. They can actually be honest with them about how training is going and why they decided to be a trainer versus someone sitting in a room where they feel like they have to say specific information. I want them to know the truth.
1: Training is a a great experience, it really is. Have you noticed uh, the ones that come into your class every week, do they have a little fear in them? Yes. What what do you think that fear is?
2: Relinquishing power of the truck itself to someone else and sitting in the passenger seat feeling helpless. And to be honest with you, it's very simple. If I'm right there with that person at all times, and I'm actually coaching the way I'm supposed to, I feel comfortable. Because I'm actually showing them the situations. Think about all the times you've driven through Chicago, Atlanta, going down to Miami. Any major city you can think of, any heavy construction, you knew exactly what you needed to do because you were looking far enough down the road. Now, as a driver trainer, if I'm looking far enough down the road and I'm passing this information on to the person next to me in advance, they actually can prepare for what we're about to do, this is not a shock to the system type conversation. Yep. Yep. They're actually prepared in advance, so when they when we get into it, they're like, "All right, they're already making the adjustments." So, what do I have to worry about? Because I'm doing my job the way I'm supposed to.
1: You know, I, Mike and I, we work with you here in Marshfield, same mm-hmm. office. You know, we've always hear that word "recert." I um, wh- wh- what do you mean? Why do they have to recert, and how often do they have to do that?
2: Typically, they're going to come in once a year, and they have to do this because we want to make sure that they're keeping up on their education as well because, let's face it, no one wants to learn from someone who doesn't know anything. Okay. If I come to your truck and I know more than you, then guess what? I want a new trainer. Right. I don't feel comfortable being <laughs>
0: that's here. How that's how just the hard Mike truth. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> <laughs> what's, a, what's a good piece of advice for the the trainee that's with the trainer and it's just not – going the way you know personalities are clashing or they don't feel like they're learning what they like you said
2: for better or worse be honest when you ask questions answer them questions honestly okay we're all professionals we're all at work and we're all in an environment where we're trying to help each other Mm -hmm. if we're not honest with each other then we're not
1: helping at all what's an average wait time for a new driver to go with to get with the trainer after they leave GYCDL do you know that, that answer? Average time, probably about two weeks. Two weeks. Why is that?
2: Um, number one, they need a break. They've been, they've been with uh, instructors <laughs> away from home, away from their families yeah. for almost a month yeah. now. They, need a, they honestly need that break to relax. I know it's like, okay, well, that information's kind of slipping away from. In a sense, yes. But it's gotten to a point for most that they're tense. So it's not going to make training easy because they feel like they're being passed from one step to the next step to the next step. When am I going to get home? So when it was time for me to go out with my trainer, I had to be out with mine for a month because I actually lived in an area at the time that rail really didn't travel in a lot. So if I was to go back home because it was a different type of program, I would have been home for a month. So I stayed out.
1: Did you know you're going to be gone approximately a month?
2: They told me two weeks i not be home for three days. The problem is... Being where I live, it's very hard to get there Okay. at the time. so. How,
1: how did you feel being home for a week or two, and then now I gotta go out, I mean? Honestly, yeah. I was
2: focused because I was thinking about the future of my family. Okay. So this is a sacrifice that I'm choosing to make for my family. So if this is what it is, then I'm just gonna get, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do what I need to do so that we
0: can progress. What did you do before you were driving a truck?
2: I was a desk clerk in a hospital.
0: So it was totally different than what driving a truck. Absolutely. So, for the for the guys that's out with this trainer now, going through gycd, what can you tell them to get them kind of ready mentally? Because that's mentally is the most of the stuff. If You wrap your head around it, you can do it. What do you? What would you tell them to to kind of get their mindset in the right to to get through this?
2: Don't forget your training. Hmm. You had a great foundational start point in, in CDL school, whether it was GYCDL or, or somewhere else, because when you came here, you, you had to go through our orientation as well. You were given a lot of information. Don't forget your training.
1: Travaris, uh, tell us you know a summary. What does the, the, the Trainer Foundation class consist of Monday through Friday?
2: Okay. So on Monday, that's when our flatbed uh, group comes in because we do a cargo securement review to make sure that they remember the regulations, how to apply them, and making sure that they're teaching them properly going forward, where to find them, so forth. Because we don't give out the green book anymore, so we go through in-depth information on that. Tuesday through Friday is for everyone at that point because that's when we get our van and refrigerator group as well. And we're going through information in the classroom, refreshing what they already know, but getting back to it more in depth where, you know, we use these things in motion, so we just little quick tidbits here and there, but we forget the whole sentence. We only remember bits and pieces of the sentence, so we refresh that information to make sure they have the whole sentence again. Okay. Okay, and once we do that, we get hands on. We go outside and we we go over coaching tips and techniques so that they understand. There are going to be times you're going to have to engage this person and help them. They they're not gonna know how to do everything out there. Okay. Doing a 45 degree back in CDL school, okay. We we learn how to do this here. Once we get out there, we go to that place that was built back in the 1930s, that was built for, for what, for 48 foot trailers and cab over trucks, and now we gotta back this 53 foot trailer with a conventional truck into this slot. It'll fit, but yeah, it's gonna take a job <laughs> and they have to do.
1: Okay? You gotta improvise. So that's so you're 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 basically saying, okay, if Mike's my trainer, you're training him how to communicate with me, basically. They should already Correct. know the moves. They should already know okay. how to coach that, but it's it's the words that we're using, Correct. the direction.
2: Well, and the thing is, we we have um, a very strict expectation of our trainers, especially in close quarters maneuvers. And what, that expectation is be out of the truck when the when you're doing close quarters maneuvers, because this is where a lot of accidents happen, especially backing. And when you're coaching from outside of the vehicle, it looks totally different. That truck looks straight with the hole till you walk around there and look, and you're like, oh, my Holy goodness, crap, I'm crooked as all get out. <laughs> I got to fix this. And you you really get a better perspective on it. So seeing that before you get there actually puts you in a space where, okay, now I know what I need to say to this person because I got to coach them through this so that when they get out on their own, they can actually come to this place and back it in. And they don't need anyone here coaching them. Okay, absolutely. So we want to make sure that the trainers are prepared for that.
0: And I, and I know the what is it? The last five loads, they kind of pretty much on their not on their own, but the trainers pretty much just sitting over there.
2: The five solo yeah. loads. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tell are, us a little bit about that. During the five solo loads, they have to show that they're ready to be on their own. So they must be able they must be able to complete five solo loads on their own. That means they must be able to use the, um, the PC itself, the driver link messages, co-pilot, so forth, actually be able to verify their um, field and route plan through the Atlas to make sure that it's accurate, be able to get up on time, Go deal with customers, cargo securement, whatever the case may be, sliding tandems, knowing where they need to be. Absolutely everything. When you get to that customer, when you go to that truck stop for the night, even pulling into a rest area and pit stopping, this is all on the trainee at this junction. But it's all based on the education given by the trainer on whether they will be successful or not. Because if that trainer taught them well, then for lack of a better term than making free money. You're sitting in the passenger seat watching somebody do your job for you and you're still earning.
0: And and that's another good thing. You we were we were talking about, you know, telling someone that wanted to be a trainer. That's a I mean it's not the only thing, but they make a little bit off of the deal too. They make a little bit of money off of it.
2: Quite possibly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but again, that goes back to what this person's doing. Right. You are
0: know? you doing it for the money or are you doing it to help someone out? Correct. Or you I mean, can do it for both. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Why yeah, not? yeah. You know? What what if you're uh, for the student, the trainee that's out there, you know, and he's got he or she's got issues with their trainer, you know, and they're like, uh, oh, I don't want to stir up anything, you know. Okay. What, what would you recommend for that one? You know,
2: for the person that doesn't want to stir up anything, number one, there's nothing wrong with going to your trainer and talking to them directly. We're again, we're all professionals. We're all coworkers. I should be able to come to you and communicate with you. I shouldn't have to always go over your head if I, if I feel there's an issue. Now, after I've communicated to you what my issue was and my concern, if you choose not to try to even understand what I'm saying, then yes, I would personally take the next step and call my fleet trainer, my fleet manager, and tell them what my concerns are because again, I'm here to learn. And if this is not conducive to me learning, and this doesn't work for me. If we're being honest with each other, if there's something wrong here and it's on me, Mm -hmm. maybe I don't see it. Right. But if they see it, obviously they will come to me and tell me what it is. So why should I be afraid? Now, if I'm doing my job properly, again, I'm gonna ask the question, why should I be afraid?
0: Right, that's it. tell them right. by all means. When me or Roman gets a a, a a trainee back, they go through us to do the DSC to get their truck. The first thing that me and Roman always ask them, "How was your training?" Mm-hmm. You know, and I can always see that expression if it was not a good we, experience. You read their facial expression. Yeah, you can just Either see lights it on their face. up
1: or it's. Eh,
0: and the first thing know. I tell them is, "Why didn't you say anything?" Right. You know, if you don't say anything, it's not going to change. Right.
2: Correct, but see, I have to encourage cautiousness in that Mm. because okay I'm going to ask the question what made it bad training right remember we're here to help this person grow right I don't have to be your friend but I do have to make sure that I teach you properly right and if I can't do that, make sure that you get the help that you need right. so that you still can be successful, even if it's not with me. Mm. Right? Yeah so I have to be careful. I was I would I would encourage cautiousness there because that mm-hmm. person can say, Well, I didn't like this person because of whatever reason because they're a Southerner. Maybe because they're from the Northeast. Right. Maybe because they're from Wisconsin. And they, I, I, I like the Vikings. I don't like the Packers. And honestly, as strange as that sounds, that causes issues with some people because right. they are a specific type of way and they hmm. will not budge on that.
1: So they felt some type of way? Correct. Or now, is it because maybe they grew up either with a guy who loves the Georgia Florida line band? Correct. Yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Michael Howe, he's a big fan, guys. Uh every time you see him, please just uh hum a song to him. So,
2: <laughs> but no, seriously, it's it really does come down to if I teach you properly. Maybe you don't like me as an individual, hmm. but you can never say I didn't teach you properly. Right. You can't say that I didn't do my job. Yeah. That's what really matters. I mean, when you seriously sit down and think about it, that's what really matters. And that person realizes that when you're not there anymore. Right. And they're not calling for help. <laughs> right. Because I remember, and I'm going to say it how I mean it because I'm just being straight. I can hear that a-hole in my ear just talking to me. And golly, man, I wish he would shut up. But he's right. <laughs> yep. He was right. Yeah. She was right.
0: How, how many of them people did you I appreciate give? it.
2: I don't like them, but I, I appreciate the education they gave me.
0: How many of them people called you later on and said, i ah, seen what you were talking about, or thank you for teaching me that. A lot. It, it I, I happens all the them. time. Yep. Yeah. I actually
2: had one call me and said, man, I wanna say, I'm want to. going to be honest with you. I was like, all right, this ought to be good. Yeah. said, so you were a complete a-hole, but <laughs> thank you. Because right. if you had not been so determined to actually show me how to do this job properly, I wouldn't be here.
0: You he wouldn't, he wouldn't be where and he Honestly, was.
2: man, I, I'm grateful for it. Thank mm-hmm. you. That was – I'm not even not – I'm not cooking that up. That's literally what right. he said to me because I'm not going to lie. I didn't laugh in his face. I was laughing on the phone because I'm like <laughs> – I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: Right.
1: I you. Get can, you.
2: If, if me being an a-hole means you're successful
1: – You did your job. Well, I don't think you're an a-hole. Yeah, if you guys – for those of you that know Travarius, he's uh, – Pretty fun guy to be around, you know. That's what do you think, bit. Mike? I mean, he uh, livens up us. I would agree
0: wholeheartedly. Oh, so you never know what's going to come out of his mouth, you know. <laughs> it's it's going to be funny oh, most gosh, of the yeah, you know. So, he always yeah. gets
1: us on the spot, but he has always been direct with us. Right. You know, he's always been direct. Uh, he's you never, know where he's coming from. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's he says right what he thinks, right. what he feels, yeah. you know, what he knows, and and that's probably the best thing that could happen to all you potential uh, trainers is going through Travaris's class and having someone that has that ability to be that direct and honest, you know. He doesn't he doesn't BS you. So, Travaris, you know, hey, enough about enough about Rail, you and Rail Trainer Foundations. Everybody knows Travaris from Rail. Tell me about Travaris outside. And I know you just went on a bike ride. It's not too long ago. Tell us yeah. about that a little bit.
2: We went down to Lacrosse and then we we went down to the We made a few stops at a few historical places. It was actually a really fun trip, man, to travel with um with Mike and everyone else that went, man. We had I honestly had a blast, man. I mean, kind of Suck being the Iron Man now, cause my wife she's she's afraid of motorcycles, so she didn't go with me. But that would have been nice. So I was out, I was at, me and JC actually were the only two down there without JC without was from from Appleton. Yeah,
0: He's an yeah. instructor He's Appleton, over in yeah. Appleton. Yep. You know Absolutely. what my favorite part was is getting to see all of the stuff that I drove through a truck and I had never been able to stop. Yep. Like when we left from the hotel in Dubuque there, and we got to see that one neighborhood more than once yep. on the way to breakfast. Boy, I heard
1: about that. You had, you that yeah, that was
2: Dubuque. Yeah. We drove around the block. I was like, "What's going on?" There's a in right there. Uh, and here we go again.
0: <laughs> Missed the service. We road. go back again, and we almost went around again.
1: <laughs> no, but yeah. I saw I saw some of the pictures of you guys down the Mississippi yeah. River. It was yeah, beautiful. It, it beautiful. great. Yeah, it, really it looked was. great. And you know, it, it's not just us that can do it. You know, encourage the drivers. You know, hey, yeah. do yeah. what you like to do. Absolutely. Don't Absolutely. don't stop doing things. You but know.
2: Outside and, of that though, I really am an oak man. I go home. I spend time with my kids, man, and my wife, and I honestly, I like sitting on my back porch just smelling the beautiful, just the lovely air. I'll occasionally get on my ATV, go for a drive around the block or something like that, or the strange thing is, and I think this bugs my wife more than anything in the world, I actually enjoy cutting grass, and I got a lot of it. Oh, I so, do too.
0: You gotta understand where Roman comes from. He cuts his like a diamond a baseball field. It oh, goes the, one way and it goes the, cool back the yeah. other way. Hey,
2: man. Well, never mind, I can't afford you. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty cool, I've, yeah. I've actually, I've thought about that, then I just got on my lawnmower and I just started yeah. cutting all kinds of weird patterns. From the second story in my house, you can actually see the design, like it's weird patterns in my yard, they're all over the place, and my wife's like, you really thought that one through? I was like, no, I actually didn't. I just turned the music on and drove. <laughs> I and normally, this is what played out. <laughs> I normally
0: cut mine. I cut a pattern that says, get off my lawn. Right in there, right in.
2: <laughs> I do want to say this, though. For anyone out there that wants to become a professional truck driver, you got to have the drive to remember this. The first word in your job description is professional. And a professional knows what they're doing. That means you have to keep, you have to keep learning. Otherwise, you're just a driver. For everyone that wants to become a trainer, be a professional driver first.
1: Well said, Charles. You'd be
2: amazed at how much more successful you'll be. Reason number one, you're providing less money to the government because you get to take yours home and keep it because you know how to do your job. Number two, when people stop you and ask you questions, you have better answers for them. Right. From, a, from a professional standpoint, you have way better answers. And they're not just, well, this is what my company said. These are actual answers for people. And how about this one? The person that's truly a professional, they feel proud of the job that they do each and every day. How about that?
1: That's that's Sounds a great, great way to end this, you know? Uh, I mean, uh, what, what what more could Javaris say that it's, uh, again, guys, r- direct, Right on point. So, uh, Travars, thanks for thanks for stopping in and talking with us for a little bit, uh, letting us know about Trainer Foundations. You know what to expect, what the expectations are. All right.
2: Thanks for having me.